Welcome back to Marketing Corner. This is episode eight, where we're going to be covering uh, tracking and the future of marketing based on all these uh, tracking changes that are coming into effect. So, Casper, you want to talk to me a little bit about some of these changes and uh, what they? Oh yeah, what they are definitely. <laughs> uh, everyone who's been in, uh, involved in marketing recently, especially marketing in general, but digital marketing, right? Um, is aware that there's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, we've had, uh, not too recently, we had the ITP as well, which was like uh, probably one of the first real heavy hitters. And then you have uh, recently, you had the new iPhone update or, or Apple update, iOS 14, right? Which is uh, the real killer, uh, so to speak. But mm -hmm. uh, we'll get into that. I think, um, personally, I think we need to uh, make a disclaimer before we start this episode. Uh, while I am... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a pretty technical guy and Jen also knows quite a bit we're not uh, we're not necessarily cookie tracking experts right so if we say anything on this episode that might be a little uh, off then uh, you know that's that's why <laughs> so, yeah I think this is it's important to say this is our understanding of it this is what we're seeing in our day-to-day -day as b2b marketers but uh, you know obviously everyone do your own research to figure out how this is going to impact you and and your digital behavior in, in your advertising. Yes. Um, I think one of the things I want to kind of address in the beginning is, you know, I was reading a lot about the, the Apple, particularly iOS changes, and Google are going to be rolling out something very similar actually in 2022. Yes. And, you know, when you look at this, when you look at these changes on the surface, they're very much making it about, they're doing this for the consumer. This is mm. to protect your data. This is to protect your privacy. Please don't sue me, Apple. But I'm going to call BS on the truly altruistic, we're doing this for you. Um, I see this as a way of Apple eliminating their competition because mm. um, they are also offering their own advertising solution in Apple. Yeah. They are not necessarily protecting you as much as you think they are. Um, mm. Just because you can opt out of being tracked, they are only opting you out of third-party data. Yeah. First party data is still on the table. Um, and that's yes. good news for marketers, but I just think it's important to, I don't know, dispel this myth that it's like, we're doing this to protect you. They're doing it's it It's complete for... horseshit. Let's be real. Like, uh, <laughs> you said it. <laughs> yeah, it's it really, uh, don't get me wrong. Someone in branding and uh, communication thought, hey, we can spin this a positive way. And mm -hmm. maybe there are probably some people in Apple who actually believe that, uh, that this is, uh, they're doing it for the right reasons. And the thing is, like when I when I look at all these things, I'm like, um, from a marketing from marketing perspective, from a work life, Casper, I, I like everyone else, I hate it, and I, I'm not a big fan. Um, but from of course from a personal perspective, there's a lot of benefit. Like I actually, when I've been asked recently, I've actually also said a bit no to tracking, uh, mm -hmm. to a few things like Spotify asked, hey, can I track your data? I'm like, well, fuck you, Spotify. No, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, no, there is a lot of positive. So let's uh, let's do mm -hmm. What my biggest concern will always be from like uh, when when from what people don't realize if you're not in marketing is that this actually makes the ads you get way worse. So today you actually get personalized ads somewhat, mm -hmm. and you know they miss the mark quite a bit. But at least you get ads that are in your interest field. Like um, mm -hmm. I can easily so I don't care too much about makeup and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> maybe that's the wrong example. But 
let's say no, but let's do soccer. I don't care about sports, soccer. So maybe uh, because they can't track me anymore, they say, hey, I'm a male, I'm 30 years old, then I'm gonna get soccer ads. And I'm mm -hmm. like, but that's that's not who I am. Like I'm in mm -hmm. marketing, I'm a nerd, I like World of Warcraft, I like all that stuff, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so from a consumer perspective, like uh, I think a lot of what a lot of people don't realize is this: this is actually not that good. Like it's not yeah. only it has some benefits, absolutely, but it's definitely you're gonna get a lot more clutter, and that's yeah. actually bad. Uh, I think that's a that's a really good point. Like this isn't stopping ads. No, nope. ads will never ads go will away. Still exist. Yeah, they're just stopping tracking your behavior to give you ads that they think you would find interesting. Um, and I think it's also interesting that uh, Facebook did this kind of counter campaign. They actually took out um, ads in like the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal, um, hard copy <laughs> paper. Yeah, I remember. I saw how, them. Yeah. yeah, and to say that this is going to really impact um, small businesses. And I think actually, in a way, I'm I'm somewhat in agreement with that because you know smaller businesses, you you put a cookie on, you put a pixel on, and you let that do its job. And then you focus yeah. on other things. Um, so I think that's, you know, and, and we'll get into the kind of ins and outs of what this actually means. But um, just to say, yeah, I think I, I don't totally disagree with that. But I think particularly Facebook, you'll, data is their bread and butter. Mm. Apple's bread and butter is their hardware. That's where they're making their revenue. So they're not as bothered about losing this data as much as Google and Facebook are. Um, and so they're also having their own spin on how, you know, but by doing this, you're impacting the small business. So everyone's kind of lying a little bit. Everyone's yeah, spinning. of course they are. They're making but, trillions, um, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, Casper, um, do you want to talk a little bit about? Let's talk about that kind of nuts and bolts. Like, what does this actually yes. mean? What What's impacted? In well, plain language, essentially, like uh, the newest update on iOS 14. Essentially, what you get is um, when you uh, enter uh, Facebook or any other app that's uh, that's tracking your data. You little if you're using an iPhone, like an Apple phone, right? Like uh, you get an opt, uh, um, an opt in or opt out that says, "Hey, do you want to be tracked?" And if you say no to that one, then they suddenly can't your track your data anymore. So that's simple, um, and that uh, that of course makes the it really really hard to do uh, performance based marketing because like you uh, especially and it's especially hurtful for Facebook because uh, you can say Google is not as easily impacted like uh, not in the same way because like it, it goes through your browser and your search and. So it's not the same way where, where it doesn't track data in the same way, but it's still, uh, it's, it's hurting a little bit, but it's mostly, it's mostly Facebook and LinkedIn to an extent, Twitter, those types of channels mm -hmm. that, are, that are really hurting by this. Um, so um, essentially all, all third party cookies are, are also like gone. And at the same time from ITP, right? So, so you're, you're stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place where it's getting really, really hard to track um when it when it gets back like um i think there's a so a third party cookies now uh, like that was because of ipp right they only stay for a day so mm -hmm. so we already knew that that was already pretty bad <laughs> and and now uh, this, uh, when you don't have any tracking it literally goes away so there's a, so there's 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 literally accounts and this is especially impactful for b2c companies uh but, like I'm not into B2C, but there's a more higher impact here because in B2B we have multiple touch points where we get get emails and get other pieces of information. Typically in the journey, it's still it's still hurting. It's still not awesome, but 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 uh, but uh, but Facebook uh, B2C come people who use Facebook as a primary channel for a B2C company. Those are the ones that really feel this. Like uh, those are the ones that really 
those are really hurt by this. Um, so, um, so yeah, it sucks. There's fortunately, like, and I, uh, this is going to be one of those episodes where uh, we, ha we have a, like, there's one thing that seems to be working, but that's about it. Like, there's really not a lot to do. Like, mm -hmm. I have a, I'm optimistic that some uh, Google and Facebook will push back and find other ways to do these things. But it's hard, and there's a reason they haven't done it yet. Like, because uh, trust me, their teams are working full time on this. Like, uh, since it was announced, Absolutely. right? Um, I think um, one of the proposals I wanted to bring up today is that you start looking more hardcore into server side tracking. Um, again, I'm no expert, uh, but but I, I know a bit about server side tracking. So essentially, it's just you place your own cookie. Uh, your own first place cookie. And instead of having, it's not really a cookie anymore. It's what we call an HTTP response. So, and it's between the browser and Google Tag Manager. Um, you use Google Tag Manager to roll it out typically. And um, where with these first party, uh, this server side tracking, you can track it for a bit longer. Uh, I think it's up to seven days. So, so you get, you get, and you, you host your own data. And my mm -hmm. suggestion is if you do that away, which is, which is something I would consider, then I would also consider having a CDP, like a customer data platform, like Segment, mm -hmm. uh, typically the go-to one for a lot of people, a market leader and stuff, also a great platform. So if you have a CDP plus server-side tracking, my that's my take on, on getting out in front of this. Mm -hmm. However, that's also time-consuming to do, like uh, uh, even for- resource Yeah, it's not- um, if you if like, it's easy to implement segment day one, but it's not easy to implement segment on day hundred. <laughs> yeah, because uh, because uh, suddenly there's a lot of places it has to go to. So it's not it's definitely doable. Uh, but but um, my 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 question to you, Jen, would be: uh, Are you guys? Would you guys have you? Do you guys have a CDP? Do you guys are you looking into server side tracking or to solve this? Is this something you look into? Yeah. So we we have segment. Um, we have, um, you know, we, again, we have the, the luxury of having um, developer resources where we can have pixels and cookies on our own website. And again, just to emphasize for listeners, because first party data is fine. Yeah. That's data on your website, your customer audiences, anything that's on your site that's within your domain is not yes. affected by this. No. So I think, yeah, what, yeah. So, so that's something that, yes, if you have the resources, you know, cookies on your website, of course. Um, but also, I think, you know, I've always relied more heavily on first party data than anything else anyway, because it's the best data, it's the most quality data, and, and you know your audience the best. So, you know, for me, for example, um, lookalike audiences have been by far the most effective audiences for my, my paid social campaigns. These are not impacted. And yeah. that's something that people need to remember. So if you upload an existing customer list and make a lookalike of that, that is not affected by this at all. And these, you know, it's, it's kind of best practice, right, for B2B marketers like us to rely on first-party data as opposed to mm. these third-party lists and things like that. What you're going to lose, and this is where Facebook is kind of freaking out, is they're losing the, the ability to show their attribution across different websites. Yeah. So if I click on a Facebook ad, and then I go on a website and I buy the thing on the website, it's going to be very difficult because of the, if I opt out of the tracking for Facebook to say that lead came from us. Mm. And that's why they're freaking out. Um, because that would be a third web, like a third party website where I have gone to an, an, another website and d did behavior there. But um, things that you can do to get around it, of course, like I said, uploading custom audiences, making lookalikes of those audiences geographic targeting is not going to be impacted mm. either 
So you can still do geographic locations down to within a kilometer, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so you still do a lot of these things, right? Uh, you know, so there's a lot of the stuff that a lot of B2B people are doing anyway that will not be affected. But what will be affected is your conversion window, um, which is going to be a problem for B2B. You know, we don't necessarily make a, a sale overnight. Um, so we're not going to really be able to see. I think they've gotten rid of the 28-day window. Yeah, so yeah, anything, yeah. I think the most you can get is seven days. Yes. Um, so you can't see past seven days where this person has come from. No. That's, and that's if you have your own data. It's one day on, on some of these things now. Correct. So, yeah. so it's even like, uh, that's even worse, right? Um, yeah. And I think like um, what you're right on the lookalike on all the, the custom audiences. It's a good point. I also think it's important though to mention that what happens a lot here is also the algorithms get a lot worse, like yes. a lot worse. So in the past, you could just say uh, Facebook, actually one of the common practices that these days was to literally don't have a target audience. Just like put your ads live and just like say, go find whoever wants to buy this. Like uh, that mm -hmm. was actually an approach a lot of people would use and that would be fine. I'm, uh, I would be uh, hesitant to try that these days. Um, uh, I would be a little bit worried about that because like when the algorithms lose so much data, they become a lot worse and we go back to having you, uh, you and I be the controller of how Facebook operates. And we can, mm -hmm. I'm not as good as Facebook at, uh, uh, at optimizing my campaign. Uh, so, mm -hmm. so, so, so everyone will lose in this. Like everyone yeah. who does digital marketing, it's just a matter of how much. And I agree you're uh, using lookalikes and using custom audience. That is definitely what you need to be doing if you're not doing it already. Mm -hmm. uh, but but um, but also be careful with leaving a, the, uh, the algorithm would not be as good as it used to be. That's uh, that's yeah. definitely one hundred percent true. I saw recently saw, I think right when it came out, I think it was this was a crazy number. I haven't uh, haven't seen it since, so maybe it's a it's a little bit different. But I have no reason to believe that. I think it was ninety seven percent said they didn't want to be tracked. Mm -hmm. Like so, three percent was like it's it's a huge drop off, right? To lose almost all your tracking. Uh, so so it is a pretty it's a, it's a really big deal. Uh, it is yeah. a really big deal. Yeah, and it will have an impact on. Uh, yeah, F Facebook estimates about fifty percent of revenue is going to drop for certain businesses and things like that. I don't think it's that extreme. I guess for B two B, because again, a lot of the stuff that we should be doing isn't going to be as impacted but you're absolutely right the algorithm will be a lot less reliable so those lookalike audiences will probably based more on demographics than behavior for example and that's not as good an indicator of whether someone's a good fit for you um, one way around this and this is something that you can do if you again know your icp <laughs> you know um one of the things we used to do at Plan Day anyway before this came in was our ICP were um, predominantly restaurants. So we would do yeah. geo-targeting campaigns to areas that are heavily populated with restaurants, Covent Garden, Times Square, you know, and that, um, sure, you'll run the risk of people who aren't in your target market seeing your ad, but, you know, that's one mm -hmm. way around this. Um, if you're going to an event or if there's an event that's within your ICP, you know, for Dixa, yeah. we have like the CX Summit. If you can target within a kilometer, if it's at, you know, the Excel Center in London, you can target that entire building with mm. ads. And one of the things I did, um, I was actually quite proud of this campaign, but one of the things I did at um, Plan Day was there was a big um, restaurant vendor conference that we were present yeah. at. And I did a geo-targeting campaign to that building um, saying, why are you looking at your phone when you could be improving your scheduling? Visit stand H 
71 or whatever it was to learn more and um you know and we and and sales when they came back they were like hey we had a lot of people who saw your ad and thought it was really funny and you know so you can do kind of fun things it was really cool you know really cool really you know so i think this is a chance for for you to be creative you know and i think these yeah but i think we saw the, the introduction of gdpr the tide is turning data is getting more and more valuable which means it's becoming harder to get. So yeah. good marketers, we need to adapt. We can't fight it. We're not gonna yes. beat Apple. We're not gonna beat no, Google. No. So let's adapt. Let's come up with new ways because this is what's gonna separate the good marketers from the lazy ones. Yeah, um, 100%. Blood, right? <laughs> and it, and it, uh, it brings back something we've talked about a lot in the past and there's there's a lot of things going into this, but so so there's, there's two things I wanna bring up here. So one of the things is that First, let's talk B2B solutions. One of the things that's really beneficial for B2Bs and always has been is collecting emails. It's also good for B2C, but in B2B, it's a very common step. You ask for a demo, you kind of get a, you have to put up your B2B email. It's not always the same in B2C. Like, yes, you have newsletters and stuff like that, but it's not, it's not the same, it's not the same prerequisite. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. I think B2Cs have to adjust to that world. Uh, where they have to find a way to get information from people faster, whether it will be through the chatbots, where it will be through lead ads or whatever, collecting emails and, and utilizing that, that's that's the future. And it goes a lot for B2Bs as well. If you're not collecting emails in B2B, then I don't know what you're doing, but <laughs> but, yeah. but that should be your main focus because you could still do lead ads on Facebook and, and mm-hmm. LinkedIn and that will technically not be impacted by this. So that's very Because important. it's first party. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Great point. So, so that, that's what, something you should be doing 100%. The thing though is, uh, and we haven't actually brought that up, is that also now uh, they're about to roll out, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, email tracking also goes out the window. <laughs> so it feels like we're getting hammered on all sides, but essentially <laughs> in a minute, you won't be able to track stuff like open rates and uh, what the click-through rates and all that stuff, right? Um, on email, will email still be worth it? 100%, but uh, you can be like, I send out 100,000 uh, emails and I can see we, we at least... Uh, we sold something, but I can't see what happened to which emails mm-hmm. and who actually bought and blah, blah, blah. Well, let me ask you something about yeah. um, the email, because I, I've always taken open rates with a pinch of salt anyway, because an open yes. rate is only calculated if an image is downloaded, right? Yes. But a lot of people um, don't download the images. There's image blockers, text, uh, plain text emails. You know, we, we have people who prefer a PDF. I know that that sounds really old school, but when you have an ICP that work on unconventional hours, you know, they like PDFs. So I've always taken open rates with a pinch of salt anyway. Um, yeah. So again, I don't see this as being like, oh my God, everything's no, but I, I And I agree with you. Like fundamentally, mm-hmm. I agree with you. It's a, it is a bit of a vanity metric, right? But but at the same time, it's also showing, like it's also, it's data. And we whenever mm-hmm. something, something is taken away from us, we won't know how much we'll miss it until it's really gone. Like, uh, uh, and I feel the same of open rate is a good, really good example. But next time your boss comes and asks you, hey, we did this uh, press release about an acquisition or a funding round. How many people read an email? And you go, I actually don't know. I have no clue. And that, that's the thing that I think we need to end on is that's, I think that's going to be the challenge, right? Is, yeah. is with attribution. We talked about this in our attribution episode of managers who maybe don't fully understand marketing. They want to see yeah. return on investment. They're like, how much did this, impact or what that's going to be really hard to do now 
it's going to be really hard to say I spent $2,000 on Facebook and this is what it got me because the tracking is going to mean that we won't know. And so we as marketers need to think, how can we show ROI if we can't track this data? And that's going to be the challenge. And I think that's the thing that's going to keep me up at night is when my manager says, what did you do with this money? I'm going to have a much hard, I mean, it was already hard to do without GDPR. It was already difficult. It's really hard. It's It's really hard. hard. And that's, yeah. and that's all, I, I totally share that. That's my biggest concern. And I think if, if we talk about the future and the winners of this, this uh, from my ending note as well, right? It's just, I'm not worried about the big brands. I'm not worried about Coca-Cola, McDonald's, whatever. Those guys will be fine. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about those guys whatsoever. What I am worried about is the companies like you and I on the companies that are smaller than the companies we work for. Because those people don't have access to the resources and especially the B2C ones. Because then they will be relying on uh, uh, not on something else. Like they had to find the internal resources to do this. They can't rely on the platforms. And truth be told, if you go to an agency, yes, an agency will be good, but the agency itself will have a hard time proving what they're doing. So, yeah. so those are the guys with less resources. Those are the ones that will hurt. And that that is what actually that's actually what pisses me off the most from Apple's side because Apple should be protecting the small business owners and mm-hmm. this is doing exactly the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So yep. um, on that note, uh, don't worry, the sky is not falling, but it's definitely not a good day for tracking. Good day for yeah. branding though. Boom. Branding. Okay, see you guys. Take we'll care. Leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. See you next thanks, time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.